0: Carolyn salihi is a licensed esthetician, certified acne specialist, and founder of the Complexion Club. The Complexion Club started in her hometown of San Diego, California, through her passion for aesthetics, self-care, and the amazing relationships she has built with her clients. From a young age, she has had an obsession with the whole world of beauty. She has always loved pampering herself and the people closest to her to help herself and others feel beautiful on the inside and out hello and welcome to my podcast thank you so much
1: <laughs> i just
0: like <laughs> i can't not think about how this is technically the third time we've recorded um
1: well we just want to hang out
0: yeah so. yeah That's so is. <laughs> <laughs> this is just an excuse to- <laughs> yeah. but it's like benefiting us both professionally for
1: sure <laughs> i mean i think Third time's a
0: charm. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I believe it. Third time's a charm. Um, okie doke. So we are gonna get into complexion club and everything from when it started to everything that happened during the pandemic to where it is now.
1: So I started my baby business in January twenty twenty. It started off as Complexions by Carolyn actually, and um, it started pretty quickly after I left my last job. So I was working at a spa in San Diego, uh, for a couple years and I built a pretty good client base there. And then I left after a while and then kind of had to like, create this whole business out of nothing in like a really short amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I knew that wasn't going to be the name forever. Um, I didn't really want my name in it, but that's kind of just what I started off with. Um, and so my business actually started in my apartment. So I had a whole area, uh, set up for my treatment room space and my clients, um, Some clients ended up following me and they would come and get facials with me here, which wasn't the ideal situation, but I definitely tried to curate a space that was like cozy, aesthetically pleasing, and um, I mean, somewhat a vibe. So I basically turned my apartment into a little mini spa and I did that. Well, I was planning on only doing that for a month or two just to see um, how many clients I had coming in before I went and signed a lease on a space and committed to rent and all of that. And then the pandemic happened. So that kind of put a halt to my plans. And I stopped working for a while because I thought the world was ending like everyone else. And basically started to do other types of services online. So I would do virtual consultations or I would order products for clients and do, um, like custom regimen plans, um, over zoom or FaceTime. Um, what else did I do? I did facial in a box, which, uh, was just a little box that had, uh, different products that were customized towards each person's skin and, um, it had a bunch of little uh, products in there. Um, that way I could still get my clients to experience some type of skincare treatment and um, you know, treat their skin since they weren't coming in for facials at the time. Mm. So that was really cool and fun. Um, and then I thought that when everything was going to open back up, that I would maybe be kind of like starting over. So I thought that, you know, maybe some of my clients wouldn't come back or, um, that I just wouldn't see them as often, but it ended up being the complete opposite. All of my clients wanted to get in, like, right away. I think everybody, like, with their hair and, you know, all of those, like, beauty services. Everyone just wanted to, like, get in with their person and, like, get some sort of, like, TLC. So uh, that was also the case for me, luckily. And uh, after that, I just started to continue building. So a lot of my success that I guess I could... Say success yes definitely um, <laughs> successful I guess um definitely comes from my referrals um a lot of the clients that I have would refer me to their friends and family and that's truly how I um grew my business to this day Um, for the whole first year, I didn't really have any sort of like separate social media. I would kind of just like post on my own, Mm -hmm. um, because I was still creating a brand and I didn't want to just put anything out there without it being like all like set and just
0: like up to like the standard that you're happy with.
1: Exactly. yeah. Yeah. So I, didn't really have any social media to market myself and also didn't really want to market myself to strangers when I'm working out of my apartment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the referrals were truly the best thing for my business since it was in my apartment and I didn't want to treat strangers that you know, I didn't know any connection to. Mm-hmm. Um, so then once everything opened back up, I just continued to work from my apartment because we had shutdowns and then we'd open again and nothing was really feeling, um, like it was going to, just like a stable, like, yeah, it was just up in the air. Nothing yeah. was, um, yeah, nothing was stable. So I just, felt like it wasn't a good time to make any kind of permanent decision. So I just decided to hold off on getting a space, even though I did go and look at different spaces. But then the second shutdown happened, so then I was like, okay, this is just not a good time. It's, it's the universe telling yeah. me you need to you know, keep your ass at home and yeah. just continue doing what you're doing, and then in time – um, you'll be able to move
0: when the time is right. Yes, and it ended up
1: being like a whole year and a half later, which is crazy. So at one point, I had like five clients a day coming to my apartment, oh my god. which was insane. <laughs> my neighbors thought I just had a lot of friends. I think
0: I can't. Oh my god, um,
1: it was crazy. So at that point, I was like, okay, I need to get the hell out of my apartment and get an actual space and. I think it really happened when it was supposed to. I found the perfect space and um, I just felt ready to go into a new space. And yeah, so now I'm in Hillcrest on Fifth Avenue. It's in between Hillcrest and Bankers Hill. And um, it's in a really cute little area surrounded by a lot of trees. And
0: yeah, I'm loving it. Like so aesthetically aligned. Uh,
1: It's it's. Yeah, it's really nice. I love it.
0: Well, I'm like, let's talk skin. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, what do you want to know? Oh my gosh. I'm like, (laughs) everything. (laughs) What it means to be an acne specialist. Yeah. So.
1: So I'm a licensed esthetician, but I'm also a certified acne specialist. So every um, person that becomes a licensed esthetician learns about acne in school, but Mm -hmm definitely not as much as I learned through this acne, uh, certification. So I, uh, became certified through face reality, which is a skincare line designed for acne prone skin, but anyone can use it. And it just dives, they dive so much deeper into acne. So I learned a lot through, uh, them and, Um, I've been a certified acne specialist pretty much for as long as I've been a licensed esthetician. I first became certified when I worked for my previous job. So I started working with a lot of clients who had acne prone skin then, and then also actually dealt with acne myself when I first became an esthetician, which was just perfect timing. Um, and so I learned a lot through treating clients who also had acne but I learned a lot through my own journey with it. Um, I had hormonal acne at the time. I was on the Skyla IUD and I had gotten off of birth control and started experiencing crazy acne in like the jaw and cheek area Um, and then I started using uh, the face reality products and, um, just trying all different types of things to help my acne. Um, but yeah, I definitely treat acne a lot differently than most dermatologists do. So I have a more holistic approach in general to skin health and overall wellness, but I do use, products that are clinical or medical grade. Um, and, um, that you really see results with. Um, and I don't prescribe like any medication. Obviously I can't do that. I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of, Dermatologist will sometimes put people on Accutane or give them antibiotics or give them a really aggressive retin-a and that's not my style at all. Um, it's truly through using skincare products that are catered for your skin type that have ingredients that really uh, treats and prevent acne and then also through your diet, lifestyle, all of those things. So that's truly how I treat acne um with my clients
0: amazing yeah so say a client comes to you and they maybe are in like a similar situation to where you were when you started as an esthetician with the hormonal acne potentially getting off birth control and the symptoms that come with that and what's like the like how do you like work like what does it look like to work with the client at that point
1: so when a client is coming in and has acne prone skin it's a very thorough session and um they usually will come in for a service and a consultation and then i'm usually still um contacting them after with just like a bunch of information that i'm sending them Mm -hmm. it it really doesn't end in the treatment room Um, but when they come in, I'll kind of just go through their whole like acne journey with them, uh, lifestyle, diet, skincare products that they're currently using, if they're on birth control or not, if they're a woman and just kind of just going through a series of questions to kind of get an idea of maybe what is causing their acne because it can be pretty different for everyone. So acne is actually an inherited condition of the poor. So a lot of people are acne prone, but there are different things that can trigger their acne. So whether it's your skincare products that you're using that have clogging ingredients in it or if you're eating something that is very triggering like dairy, soy. And when I say soy, I mean more so processed soy. I don't really worry too much about like tofu or tempeh, which are the more natural sources of soy, yeah. um, more so like soy sauce and like soy milk, anything that's processed that has soy in it. And then whey protein is a big one. So if you have acne and you're using whey protein, please do not. And that will just make a huge difference alone. Um, And then peanut butter, any kind of peanuts though. So peanuts, peanut oil, that's, and um, even certain supplements like biotin or B12, which is pretty crazy because those... Ingredients are uh, commonly found in like hair, skin, nail supplements yeah. oh, and gosh. Uh, prenatal vitamins and um, just a lot of products. So that can be triggering to acne and then lifestyle too. So using a detergent that has a lot of fragrance, a lot of fabric softeners and dryer sheets tend to have some really aggressive drying ingredients or a lot of fragrance that can also be triggering to acne because you're washing your pillowcases and towels in that. Yeah. So it's just, there's so many things that can cause your acne, well not cause it, trigger your acne or make it worse. Yeah. So it's super important to kind of go through everything with my clients and see if there's maybe one or a few things that really kind of stand out that we can maybe try to reduce. Mm -hmm. I never like to tell my clients to stop eating anything just because I'm not a doctor, but I like to just, you know, give them that information and allow them to make the decision that is best for their lifestyle.
0: Amazing, yeah. I was just gonna ask um, if you've ever had any pushback with like a client. I am just really upfront about Mm -hmm. it from
1: the beginning and I really try to educate my clients on all of it.
0: Yeah, And and that's like what you're known for too. Like everyone I've talked to who goes to you, who, you know, like the educational aspect and them being able to actually learn and not just go in, go out, you know?
1: Well, yeah, they have to know like what and why. Like I can't just be like, you have to stop eating dairy and that's it. Like I have to tell them what is maybe causing it, why, like, and then I also try to give them like alternatives. So if they are big on cheese or milk or whatever, then I'm trying to give them like different recommendations that I think they'll really like. I mean, I personally try to avoid dairy and a lot of the acne triggers as well. Mm. And just through my own journey, I've, gone through so many different products and foods and brands that, um, I've found that I really love. So I'll always try to help them in any way that I can and just give them all the resources so that they feel supported and not overwhelmed. And I don't expect anybody to make all of these changes overnight. It's definitely a process. Yeah. And if they have like all of these, um, acne triggering foods in their fridge, like right at that moment, I'm not going to be like, Oh, go to your house and throw everything away right now. You know? Yeah. Um, but I do have some clients that are like, Oh God, like I just can't stop eating cheese. Like I love it so much. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe just try to cut back and see if it makes a difference for you because yes. everyone's completely different. So just because, dairy and peanuts and all of that can trigger acne that doesn't mean that it's going to trigger acne for everyone yeah like someone may be a little bit more sensitive to dairy and that might be like their main acne trigger everyone's completely different so they should definitely try to you know see what is triggering their acne so Like, for example, with dairy, if they cut it out for a couple weeks, maybe Mm -hmm. just doing, like, their own tests and um, seeing, like, what it is that could be causing their acne. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I wouldn't say that a lot of my clients give me that much pushback. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone
0: wants... It's pretty aligned.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still have clients that will eat dairy and all of that. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you know like the skincare products will make a huge difference, but it's not just the skincare products that are going to help heal your acne. Like it truly is everything. But for some people, like, you know, the skincare products do control most of it and then they live their best life and have all the dairy that they want. So at the end of the day, like it's their life. It's their decision. I'm just there to give them the knowledge and um, resources and they can, you know do what they want
0: definitely do you ever feel like sometimes when you're um educating the clients on skincare and everything like that that they also find that because it's also related to like gut health and we'll talk more on that but um that they don't just come to you and get and learn about having nice skin and like what to do blah 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 but also like I can imagine that people, by changing their lifestyle and the way they're eating, to contribute to their skin, that it also um, like it helps them in other ways. Yes, and that like people are like, oh, I have maybe like a gut issue that Mm -hmm. like I didn't know about, but then I've been cutting out this dairy for a couple weeks, like you said, and like that's been helping. And now I'm noticing other things. Like, does that ever happen? Oh my god, all the
1: time. Okay, Okay. cool. I mean, having
0: (laughs) dealt with gut health issues myself, so yeah.
1: I had H. pylori and SIBO, and I worked with a gut specialist who was also a registered
0: dietitian. Wait, so you, you had it, or you have it? I had it. Okay, so yeah. now you don't, technically. Well, I'm, just, I myself, I'm so crazy about all of yeah. that, because I'm literally, you know, going through my own gut health journey and everything. Yes.
1: But... Well, I think there's still maybe a little bit of maybe, like, the SIBO left, but, yeah. I mean, I think... It truly just depends on like my stress levels and just like my overall health. So what I'm eating, um, if I'm working out all of that, because SIBO can actually be caused by stress. I have dealt with both of those issues before. Um, SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth Mm -hmm. and so many people actually have gut issues and don't even know. Mm. I mean, yeah, so... Literally, <laughs> me <Mean> or <dumb>. her. <laughs> A lot of people do. I mean, I did for about like three years without really knowing what it was because it wasn't always really bad until yeah. last year where it was just like really bad and I didn't know what else to do. And so I found... Sarah, who was my gut specialist and was on like a whole two month protocol to try and get rid of H. pylori, which then ended up helping me get rid of the SIBO as well because my SIBO was more mild. But when I ask several questions, um, during the consultation process, I, I'm making mental notes. So if they're telling me that they get acne in like the cheek area and, they have maybe other like health issues. Sometimes that tells me that they could have a gut issue wow. or a hormonal issue. So then I kind of go through that with them as well because our skin is our biggest organ. So yes. if there's something going on in our body, a lot of the time our skin is going to show us, yes. Um, which sucks, but then it's also a good thing because then it, allows us to be like, okay, like what is going on? Like, and start to like really dig and, you know, see what it is that's causing these skin issues. Not only acne, but also like rosacea, eczema, like those are all inflammatory skin responses and there's different things that can trigger that. Mm -hmm. And your gut is connected to everything. Your hormones are connected to everything. And those are such vital parts of your health so I'm obsessed with health and all of that in general so you know it really all ties in together which um I really like to also uh talk about with my clients because like sure acne you know that is you know something that people want to clear up and get rid of But then if there's a more serious issue like H. pylori or SIBO or you have a hormonal imbalance, then I want you to check that out too. Like I genuinely care about my client's health and I want them to live their best healthy life, not just look good but actually feel good because just going through these gut issues myself, I know how shitty it can make you feel and how it can just lead you down a road to other problems. Like, if you don't treat the H. pylori soon enough, that can lead to so many other more severe issues. So I feel like I'm just, like, at the beginning of that with them. And then, you know, once they start, like, maybe discovering some of the other things, I can give them resources. So Uh I know some registered dietitians that are gut specialists or hormone specialists um you know just different people that I can direct my clients to so that they can figure out whatever else is going on because it's usually not just one thing it's usually a few things that are triggering your acne mm-hmm. so i'm really there to help them on like the skin side of things and you know give them like the tips that I have in terms of just like the foods that can trigger it but if there's a deeper issue then I want them to get that help so I'm yeah. going to direct them in that way
0: yes so would you say that you like do you feel like you're like a resource your clients and everything because I feel like you're a resource for me so like,
1: <laughs> yeah you know like what I mean I mean- I, I mean in terms of like just skin health or
0: I mean I think just everything and also as I guess like a follower, not just like being like friends, to see the different things that you do on a daily basis to keep your not just skin but everything in check. Like the anger, like oh my gosh, so <laughs> I literally like, am I fine? <laughs>
1: I mean, I definitely try. Just like to... everyone needs you. <laughs> well, I mean, I I love health, so it's like yeah. you know, I do know what skincare products to use and love all of you know the ingredients that really help make a difference in our skin. But I'm also obsessed with like the different benefits that foods give us. Yeah, and no, I, I mean food truly is medicine and your lifestyle can make such a huge difference in your overall health. So, you know, if you have acne and then you also have a really stressful life and are not getting enough sleep or maybe getting eczema yeah, and are eating really bad food or whatever, like that is all going to affect everything, not just your skin. It's, it's, everything's truly connected. And I, I emphasize that a lot with my clients because it's just so true. Like there's not a one like fix solution to anything. Like yes. it's not just this one skincare product that is going to make all your acne problems go away. Like again, like your skin is your biggest organ and it's connected to so many different things. So you truly have to be committed and willing to put in the effort to, not only clear up your skin but attain a healthier lifestyle which we all deserve to have and um you know i have been obsessed with health and wellness for uh several years now and i have really tried to just like educate myself and inform myself in any way i can on everything um so like podcasts or books or Te- different teachers or people that I've learned from so everything that I've absorbed I really try to share but also not say like oh this is the right way but if I find something that has worked for me or for my clients I'm definitely going to share that to try and just make their life easier yeah um and it's it's I don't want my clients to think that because it's, it's a lot, right? Like all of these different things that you have to change, it can feel very overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Like it can truly be so simple. Yeah. Um, but it's not always that way in the beginning, you know? So yeah. I'm really there it's to just new. change yeah, it's new. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I really try to be there to support my clients through that. And it's It's not just with the acne, so... Yeah.
0: But I think that's also, like, what makes you and your business so unique is that it's so personal that, I don't know, every every single part of it is so personal and so... It's, like, intentional, not at all curated. Literally, like, you're the nicest person, like, ever, and you're so, you're (laughs) so, like, like, um educational and all this, but I feel like something we both share is like love of research and just like yes. love knowing things. Yes. <laughs> um so that's something I think that's like so special that your clients get as like as they go to you but also um that like anyone who is considering maybe looking if there's someone's looking for a facialist, whether you're here in San Diego or elsewhere wherever in the world like I feel like you're definitely someone who is like paving the way type of thing and if I can't recommend someone to come to you here in San Diego because they don't live here I would say to like look at your page and then find that person in their area
1: (laughs) I love you like your vibe and everything you're so kind
0: no I mean I'm not even like (laughs) it's just it's honest like you like as someone who's known you like you can just tell that you care you can tell you can like in your clients that's why you're so successful because like you can tell like it's something like you put yourself and all your beliefs and values into every single client every single session and I feel like that's what really people just love so much and cherish and appreciate just like not only that you're honest, but that you, you care, truly.
1: Well, thank you. All of those things are so nice to hear. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it is such a personal service. I'm literally yeah. touching somebody's face. Yeah. Sometimes they're half naked under the blanket. So, yeah, it's pretty personal, and we're, you know, in a small room. And, um, you know, people who have acne, like, yeah. you know, sometimes they want to cover it up and won't even go out in public showing their bare face so the fact that they're coming in to like have somebody like see their face you know without anything on it the vulnerability and like the trust factor
0: that they're letting you into that emotional experience
1: yes it is so I definitely um try to create like a very sacred safe space for my clients, um, because of that. And I mean, at the end of the day, I also know we're all going through different things too. So I, I do try to, you know, hold space and, you know, make sure that they feel really comfortable when they're coming into a service, which I think anyone who's in this industry has to do for their clients. And, I mean, that's honestly one of my favorite parts of it is, you know, making somebody else feel really comfortable and then also helping them feel more confident and also know that, you know, just because they are dealing with this these skin issues doesn't mean that they can't be confident or feel good about themselves and I really like to just um hype my clients up so mm-hmm. that they they know how amazing they are and that their skin issues don't define them yeah. and that they're also going to um, get through it because a lot of people that come to me have maybe been dealing with acne for a long time, so they're just, like, desperate and just, like, it's like they don't even see a light at the end of the tunnel anymore. They're just like, I don't know what else to do, and I'm like, I got you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... um. Personally, for me, I had acne since I was 13. I think I literally had, like, no joke, a week in between having teenage acne and then hormonal adult acne. And just remember being in high school, having acne and having it affect my confidence and my sense of self and just, I don't know, like, all these things that would make you, I don't know, feel less or doubt yourself, whatever. And... Um, that's definitely something for me that I carried. Um, and I think honestly still probably subconsciously carry like to this day, because like I said, I had the teenage acne and then went to college and then had like hormonal acne. I remember having like horrible hormonal acne, like on both sides. And if you tried to like get rid of it and be bad, you know, it would just get worse and you would just like push the infection and everything like that. And I remember it, totally, totally affecting my confidence completely, and I feel like that's probably something I, like, I knew that it, the acne was, like, like, affecting my confidence, but, like, I feel like, like, a lot of your clients, I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, and I thought that this was just, like, how it was gonna be, like, forever, and I remember, like, my parents, So like you said, it's genetic and everything like that. So my parents would be like, oh, yeah, we both had horrible acne growing up. But once you hit like your 20s, like it'll go away and everything will be fine and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Okay, but like, do you something that I feel like we don't talk about enough is like how detrimental those years were to me and like my growth. Like Mm -hmm. and like not like the lack of growth, but the amount of growth that didn't happen because I was, I don't know, self-sabotaging or Mm -hmm. thinking that I'm lesser because, I don't know, like, the term, like, pizza face, like, so horrible, like, things that, like, people would say, like, behind your back or just, you know what I mean? Like, it just...
1: Totally. It almost, you probably felt like you were wanting to just you know, seclude yourself and, like, yes. hide from the world and, like, yes. keep yourself in a bubble. Yes. And, I mean, when I had acne, sometimes I didn't want to go out. Literally. I was so upset and I was, like, I would just look in the mirror and, like, want to cry. Yeah. And didn't feel good. So, I, I totally
0: understand and relate to you. Especially when you're, like, um, growing up and, like, growing into yourself and, like, mm. the person you want to be and all of that. Yeah. Um, it's super... I don't know. Like,
1: for me, I feel like... I mean, it's your face. It's the yeah. first thing people see. Exactly. So you want to make a good impression on other people. We yes. all do. Yes. And that's the first thing that people see. So you want your skin to look good. Yeah. And you want to feel confident. And you don't want to think about or wonder if people
0: are staring at your skin. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. Even... I mean, it's like... It's like the universe is like, it's not enough to have to go through like puberty and like all this other stuff, but then to like have horrible acne oh, yeah. and not only have it affect you, but also not know what to do. And you just, I don't know, like I remember using like benzoyl peroxide and it like staining my towels. And I remember at one point, like I'm so sure that I use benzoyl peroxide for so long that my hands were lighter than, like, even if it was, like, one or two shades, you know, like, not too, too noticeable, but, you know, when it's, like, your own hand, and you see the difference, like, that type of stuff, and I'm just, like, and even, like, I, like, I love my parents so much, but I'm, like, for them to be, like, don't worry, in your 20s, it'll go away, (laughs) like, that's just not a solution, you know, (laughs) and I remember, like, going to Sephora, and trying to figure out what like foundation to use to cover the acne and then but I wasn't educated on double cleansing yet or you know how to properly wash your face and not just I don't know pull out a makeup wipe and call it a night you know so it was just like a total chaotic time mentally emotionally physically and it's like for me also I I'm like, I love myself, guys. You know, I love myself. I know I'm beautiful. Okay, I'm just going to put it out there. I know it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I feel like when I was growing up, a lot of people would be like, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, you have nice, nice, long eyelashes or blah, blah, blah. But then when you start having acne, you're just like, maybe you get a little less compliments or it starts yeah. affecting you in a yeah. way that you're, you're like, you're
1: thinking about it more. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
0: then it totally affects like your whole lifestyle. And then no one's educating, not no one, but like most people, I would say like, don't get the education, like how to probably wash your face, what to eat. Like honestly my whole life. Okay. Maybe that's dramatic, but my, for a lot of my life I've been bloated. Okay. So, and I didn't know that like for me, dairy doesn't go with my body. I don't care if it's dairy free, lactose free, whatever it is. I don't know. I think it's, just all dairy for me in general is just a Mm no-go but I didn't know that if I cut out dairy I would be less bloated I would have less acne like those weren't things that I knew growing up that now I do know so then I put these practices into my lifestyle and everything like that and I do see a difference but it's like I don't know, I wish that there wasn't that disconnect from when I was younger and, like, dealing with this and feeling like I wasn't hot or sexy or, like, whatever because my acne affected how I felt about myself.
1: Yeah. I mean, and so many people can relate to you on that because we don't learn about how to properly care for our skin in, like, regular public school. Like, that's not something... We learn about so many things we don't learn in public school that we should really know. Um, that's one of them, and unless you had a parent who really knew how to take care of their skin, yes. like, you're learning from random places. Like and YouTube. It's, like, influencers yeah. who are recommending
0: usually crap.
1: Um, Especially if
0: it's, like, someone who is just, like, trying to get sponsored stuff out, not because it's, like, they trust the product and really... You know? Yeah. I mean, if you have acne, please
1: just do not
0: purchase products
1: from Sephora, Ulta, or um, like the drugstore because
0: it's just. I'm like, wait, so then what's left?
1: (laughs) I mean, just the quality is just not there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is just marketing and will be priced so highly for not a lot, but. Anyways, going back to just, like, not getting the proper education um, as when we're younger, like, how are we truly supposed to know, like, how to get rid of the acne? Like, you know, unless you find someone who's a certified acne specialist, but even then, it's like, how do I know I need to go to a certified acne specialist,
0: you know? Literally. So, I mean... Sorry, I'm like, I remember now. I'm like, I went to dermatologist my whole life, but they're like, here's some benzoyl peroxide, here's some REN-A, yeah. or I remember like, I mean, this is still an issue that I'm, like, going to talk to Carolyn about eventually. But, like, I have, like, blackheads on my nose. And they're always, like, reoccurring. And I remember going to the dermatologist. And, hey, he was, like, no, well, that's just how it is. Like, you're just going to have that for the rest of your life. There's not really anything to do about it. And I'm, like, you're the dermatologist. Like, this is your job to fix this. No? Yes. So. You know? And then just, like, or even with the renate putting so much on that my skin, like, not knowing That I was putting too much, and then my skin got so thin that when I would be bad and go to like pick a blackhead or a pimple, then literally I would have like a scab on my skin because it was so thin from the Renee. And it's like, yes, like they just give it to you, and they're not, they're not like okay, only put a little bit here, a little Mm -hmm. bit here. Like I was, like this is so cringe to me. I was putting Renee all over my entire face, and not just like a little, Mm -hmm. like a good amount. Well, yeah. And I, I know mean, a little probably, goes a long way. I mean, I'm assuming so, that's what maybe your
1: dermatologist recommended. And I'm not gonna badmouth dermatologists yeah, anyway. No, that's not what we're doing.
0: Yeah. But I'm just like, that was my experience. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, but
1: and you know what? That's you're not the only one. Yeah. I've I've heard that so many times. And yes, a lot of people who have acne, they're like, okay, let me go to the dermatologist, right? Yeah. But derma most dermatologists do they go to school to learn about like more severe skin issues. I don't know if they really dive that deep into acne or actual skincare because a lot of dermatologists tend to recommend like Cetaphil and all this other stuff that just isn't good. Um, but they treat (laughs) acne as if it is caused from bacteria And that is not the root cause of acne. Um, It is an inherited condition of the poor and acne can cause bacteria. Mm -hmm. So because they believe or learn that acne is stemmed from bacteria, they are trying to treat the acne that way. So they'll give you antibiotics or, um, different products that are going to help kill bacteria, which might help, but it won't actually get rid of the acne because that's not the root cause. Um, and then a lot of the time they will recommend or prescribe retin-A. Retin-A is different from retinol. It's prescription strength and it tends to be, um, the, a lot, uh, it tends to be more aggressive um, and way too drying for most people. And I've heard so many times clients tell me that their dermatologist recommended that they use it every night, which
0: yeah, just blows yeah, my that was mind. <laughs> and I was like, why is it like less like, paper mache thin, guys? I was oh like, what? Oh my gosh. That is just too it's much. It's, it's
1: too much for most people. It yes. will cause a lot of dryness, which is not good for acne prone skin because your skin needs to be properly moisturized in order to heal. If it's always dry, it's not going to speed up the healing process. So your skin needs to be properly moisturized. Um, retin-A is actually not good for inflamed acne. Um It's good for blackheads and non-inflamed acne, but if you have cystic acne, it can actually cause more inflammation in your skin and make it worse. It will over, it will over exfoliate your skin if you're using it every day for the most part. So a lot of people will be like, oh, well it gives me like this glow or whatever. And it will give you a certain glow, but If you have that glow, your skin will be so, so tight and dehydrated and will be so much more sensitive and more susceptible to sun damage. Um, It's just really not a product that I recommend using. Like If you're wanting to get that vitamin A benefit, I say use a vitamin A serum or a retinol, which is... Beautifully designed by an actual skincare company instead of like a medical lab that's kind of just created creating like a topical medication, yeah. um, and a lot of retinas like tretinoin they tend to actually have pore clogging ingredients in them as well, which is just even more sad. Um, so that and then benzoyl peroxide is actually an amazing ingredient for acne, but about a tenth the population is allergic or sensitive to benzoyl peroxide, and then the prescription strength tends to be a lot, uh, stronger, which can be very drying. And then I'll get people telling me like, Oh, you know, bleached all of my things and whatever. Um, or just cause a lot of sensitivity. But, um, I, I do, um, use benzoyl peroxide in, um, in my treatment room and have some clients, um, use it at home in their skincare regimens as well, but it's just not as, uh, strong of um, a percentage um, as a lot of the prescription strength um, products um, and then antibiotics so uh, this Oofy. one kills me it makes me Ugh. so sad because antibiotics are truly not to be are not meant to be taken for a long period of time because it can truly mess up your gut And cause cause leaky gut, which can be (laughs) so (laughs) bad for acne that your gut has to be really healthy for not just your skin, but everything. So antibiotics just kill your gut. So when I have clients tell me that they've been on it for a long time, it's like, they're so, it can take so much time to repair that damage. So... If you're out there listening, like please do not take antibiotics for acne. Like there's so many other ways. And then another thing that dermatologists recommend also is Accutane, which Oof. is so aggressive. And so I know, aggressive. Some, I know for some people it has gotten rid of their acne and has mm. helped them, but there's so many things that you can't do while you're on Accutane. And it's just it's also very aggressive. So mm. If you can treat your acne in a less aggressive way and really try to figure out what the cause is of it or the triggers are, I would definitely recommend going that route and finding a certified acne specialist in your area. Face Reality's website actually has a section where you can find a certified acne clinic in your area and wow. just type in the okay. code. Okay, so amazing. I, recommend- I was just about to ask like, yes. how someone would go
0: about doing that. Yep. I'm also curious how you came to ch- like, came to f- like, choosing face reality.
1: Yes. So I was introduced to them through the spa that I worked at, and I just saw how beneficial it was and how much of a difference it made in people's skin. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Face Reality has skincare products for people to use at home, but they also have professional back bar products. Um, so I use a lot of their chemical peels, enzymes, masks, all of that in my back bar mm-hmm. and in my facials and treatments. And then I have clients also use a lot of their products in their
0: skincare regimens at home. Okay. So is it on more of like the holistic side or more like what kind of skincare is it?
1: So they are cruelty-free and they don't use any like toxic ingredients in their skincare products. It is a clinical grade skincare line and they do a lot of studies on actual people and um, have... um, just amazing ingredients in their skincare line. They do have, like, um, really, like, known ingredients as well. It's not just, like, a bunch of random stuff that you've never heard of. Like, their Ultra Gentle Cleanser, for example, has, like, green tea extract, aloe vera, cucumber, um, reishi mushroom. Um, but then A lot of, they like, soothing use, ingredients. Mm-hmm. And... Ingredients that you've also heard of. Yeah. And then, for example, one of their really popular products, the Mandelic Serum, has mandelic acid in it, uh, which is a chemical exfoliant that is derived from bitter almonds. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the most amazing ingredients for acne and is also a pretty gentle chemical exfoliant. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so do you ever... I'm just like from my own curiosity. Do you ever work with the company like to help them with their products and like, like giving them feedback or anything or like how does, or like, cause you're an ambassador you said, uh, no, I'm not an ambassador.
1: Okay. I'm certified. I'm a certified uh, acne specialist through Face Reality. Okay. Um, they do actually have a private Facebook page for certified um, specialists through Face Reality. Okay. So I do um, engage on there and have commented on there, asked questions. Cool. And okay. They're an amazing company. Um, they're still pretty small, but they've grown a lot. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're killing it. They're honestly the best acne skincare line in my opinion.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I also use another uh, skincare line called PCA, which is a medical grade skincare line and they have amazing products as well. Um, they do have some products for acne prone skin, but I mainly use face reality for my acne prone clients, um, in terms of like acne products.
0: Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are some tips that you would give to the audience for anyone experiencing any skin issues, acne, anything?
1: So if you have inflamed acne, I would definitely avoid any physical scrubs. Um, So a lot of the time when... We experience acne, we tend to naturally just want to be more aggressive with our skin. And I really try to uh, educate my clients on doing the complete opposite. So, you actually want to be way more gentle with your skin in terms of like the pressure that you're applying and like all the things that you're doing. because your skin is experiencing some sort of inflammation. So um, instead of using scrubs that will only cause more inflammation, um, I recommend um, icing, which is something so simple that everybody can do. So you cleanse your skin, and then you can just grab an ice cube from the freezer, and you can just move it around your face in circular motions, and you want to continue moving it around your face and not stopping in one spot because that can create like a – almost like an ice burn, yeah. um, and that will severely help decrease inflammation. If I have a client who has inflamed acne, I recommend that they do it morning and night, and sometimes it can actually prevent some breakouts from really coming to the surface or being as bad, and then it's a great alternative to picking. So yeah. you definitely don't want to pick because yeah. that can actually create more acne. It can create post-inflammatory pigmentation, which most of the time takes longer to get rid of than the actual breakout itself Mm -hmm. and looks more apparent. Um, And then sometimes you can also get the scarring, which is more of like the little indents in the skin, um, which that requires even more medical treatment. So like microneedling, PRP, laser, um, instead of just like a chemical peel for someone who who does have that leftover pigment from an acne scar. Um, and then another tip, hmm, um, SPF, so important. I know everybody hears that, but truly, like, SPF is so important, especially if you have acne, because a lot of the time, your acne can create that pigment, and you don't want it to get darker, so you want to make sure that you are protecting your skin. Um,
0: what are, what's, like, one like face and one body SPF that you would maybe like recommend or that you enjoy?
1: Yeah. So I tend to prefer mineral sunscreens yeah. over chemical sunscreens, like
0: a zinc sunscreen. Yes. Okay. So
1: you definitely want a sunscreen that has zinc or titanium dioxide in it. Um, sometimes you'll find a sunscreen that is both chemical and mineral and that's, that's fine. But there are some, um, ingredients and in sunscreens that you do want to avoid that have, been known to be more toxic, um, like avobenzone and, um, just some other ingredients that are commonly found in chemical sunscreens. But if you have zinc or titanium dioxide, that's great. Um, I love the ultimate SPF 28 from face reality for mm-hmm. someone who is acne prone because it doesn't have any pore clogging ingredients in it. It doesn't feel heavy. Um, and it's a mineral sunscreen, I also love the Sheer Tint SPF 45 from PCA. That's a mineral sunscreen. It has a universal tint, which is nice. It's such a nice texture. It's like super lightweight and moussey. Um, So those two I love. And then PCA, skin has an amazing body SPF that I really love. It's like a spray on and has some amazing antioxidants in it as well. Wow. Has okay. zinc That's awesome. It. Yeah. So okay. I love that. And I would say to never use like one of those, like, you know, general body SPFs on your face and like spray it on those tend to have, you know, much harsher ingredients in it and pore yeah. cloggers. So you want to find a sunscreen that is specifically for your face definitely I mean obviously you want to drink water
0: for water do you do like the half your body weight in ounces or whatever it is thing or like what do you recommend I'm like she's smiling everyone so something's coming up
1: (laughs) no I mean it's just funny because I definitely personally do not drink enough water like
0: no I don't think
1: anybody does so I mean, yeah. Everyone knows that they should drink more water. Um, is it gonna make your acne go away? No.
0: But, <laughs> but will it help your it. skin? It's yes. part of the whole thing. Yes, we need
1: to drink water for sure. I would yeah. definitely say to like cut down on sugary drinks if you have acne, um, and.
0: But also, just in general.
1: Yeah, and then like also. <laughs> so sugar. with acne, you'll kind of know or a lot of the time, if it's in the cheek area, it can be gut related. So I was like face mapping. Do you- Yes. Okay. Yeah. I do. Okay. I do do that a little bit. I mean, okay. yeah. So if it's in the jaw or chin area, a lot of the time it tends to be hormonal. Yeah, If it's in the cheek area, a lot of the time it tends to be gut related. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gives me a good idea of what my client is doing or what their body is doing or responding to um and yeah there are different uh birth controls that can actually uh be more acne causing so i try to um kind of educate my clients on that as well i provide them with this whole acne information packet and i just send it to their email and it has all the foods that you should avoid, Mm -hmm. um, the birth controls that you should avoid if you have acne-prone skin and all of that good stuff. Amazing. Um, Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: I would definitely say to see a licensed esthetician if you... Just in general. Like, back in the day, facials used to be, I feel like, more of a luxury. And I think now people are realizing that it's more of a necessity. Like, you truly should go see an esthetician to at least get on some sort of skincare regimen. Like Mm -hmm. I know some people, you know, have more flawless skin and think they don't really have to do anything, but that's not the case at all. Like everybody should be using a good cleanser a good moisturizer and a good sunscreen. Those are the essentials. Everything else is truly used or added into your skincare regimen if you are trying to correct or prevent something. So like serums, all of that will be used if you're trying to prevent fine lines and wrinkles or treat acne or discoloration. Um, But seeing an esthetician and a good esthetician is really important. So I would say that and just being consistent with your skincare regimen. Like, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, the results that you want to see. So, you know, making sure you are on a skincare regimen that is truly customized for your skin type and you're not just, you know, trying to get all of these tips from influencers who have different skin than you do. And obviously not everybody can afford facials. Like, you know, if you can't, then, you know, just maybe even, like, a a consultation um, with an esthetician or trying to ask an esthetician online that you find, you know, for just, you know, any type of helpful information.
0: Um, For anyone who's, like, looking for an esthetician, what are maybe some things to, like, look out for if they have, if they live somewhere where they can't come to you? <laughs> yeah. Like, some tips, like, when they're, like, finding not the perfect person, but just about.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I guess it just all depends on like what you want. So if you have acne, then looking for an esthetician who either specializes in acne or treats a lot of clients with acne and also asking that esthetician, like what they mainly focus on or what they're experience is with, or, you know, even just like even age, um, like how old most of their clients are or do you treat male or female or, you know, um, that, and then asking like if you are trying to treat like discoloration, um, you know, seeing what kind of treatments they do, like, do you have certain services that really help to treat, um, Discoloration or pigment.
0: But how do you know, like, even though those treatments are offered, that that's like what you need for yourself versus them just like selling you a treatment? Like, I'm like, how does someone know, like, how do you know that like the person is you? (laughs) They're like, personal, you know, not just like getting it out. So, the feedback that I've gotten from my clients who
1: have seen other estheticians is, you know, just the amount of information that the esthetician is providing. So, the esthetician that you go to should really be just giving you that information. Like I truly, you know, show that I know what I'm doing by sharing, you know, the knowledge that I have. And I feel like every esthetician should really know their shit and should want to share that with their clients because there's just so much that goes into skin. So If you're really wanting to improve your client's skin, then you really, they should really be asking you a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. If they're not asking you any questions at all, that's a red flag to me. Yeah. Um, Because how are you truly going to get to know someone's skin and, you know, what they're doing or, you know, if they have an issue like what's causing the issue if you're not asking all of these questions
0: and also giving them solutions i don't know i'm like literally we're already at the hour mark but i'm like thinking about all these different things when i remember when i was in high school and i would watch all the youtubers and vloggers and everything and i'd be influenced by i don't know yes and
1: i love influencers like i'm not But it's no
0: same we we love influencers so much but it's very you have to pick and choose you really have to pick and choose you can't just be like i love this person and whatever they say goes and uh, because also like you said like you don't have the same skin as that person you don't have the same lifestyle as that person. You're not eating and drinking the same things as that you person. not the same DNA. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just like...
1: It's a really personal thing. So, you know, I think it's great that, you know, we all share, want to share everything, like skincare yeah. regimen. And, you know, I'm sure they get asked all the time, like, what are you using? Like, yeah. why does your skin look so good? Yeah. So, you know, they're sharing. But I think, and it's not their fault. I think, you know, we as consumers and followers of them, like, have to, like, make our own decisions and know like, okay, that person has completely different skin than Mm. I do. So I need to do my own research and figure out what's going to work best for me. Yeah, And, you know, I'm definitely guilty of, you know, just absorbing all of this advice that I've learned from different influencers or experts that I've listened to on podcasts and you know been like oh this is beneficial for that oh i need to do this but really i don't need it and you know sometimes i think we overconsume and you know i think
0: then you get our culture is always
1: trying to get better and improve so yeah. we want we want it all right yeah. so i feel like before i used to do that and just like become obsessed with like trying all the things yeah. and honestly that's really a big part of how i created my gut issues because I used to listen to, well, I still listen to this podcast, but I listened to a podcast episode where this girl would always promote prebiotics and inulin. And, Mm -hmm. um, I started doing that and that really affected my gut issues and then created my SIBO. So I thought I was doing something that was really healthy for me, but then I actually ended up creating a bigger problem. So I think you know, it's great that we have all of this free information and all of these resources. But I also think like we all need to go to our doctors and like seek professionals. out Professionals. Professionals yeah. ourselves. Yeah and like
0: in our like individualistic yes, needs. Yes.
1: Exactly. We're yes. all so different. And yes. we all need different things. So we have to, you know, maybe spend a little bit of money or whatever to try and like figure out what works for us. Because in the long run, that's, that's what's going to be best for us. And then we'll know instead of always playing the guessing game yeah, or wasting our money on the long run on things that we don't actually need.
0: But I feel like, I mean, at least for me, when I'm like thinking back at it now, it's like just the desperation is, I feel like what also, makes you make those decisions to yes. listen to influencers, listen to someone yeah. who has nicer skin than you, yeah. you know, or threw a filter on, but you don't know it. So it's like you think something, even if it's not, you know, it's just like yeah. when you're so desperate to feel better, mm-hmm. I feel like... You're willing to try it all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So... It's hard.
0: Yeah, it's a whole thing. We have
1: we have an overload of information out there now. Yes, yes. (laughs) We have too much access to everything.
0: Yeah. So then you're also just like, what do I believe? You know, like what or like what's right for me? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm like we (laughs) we can go on, and we will (laughs) go on eventually. There will be more in the future, but yes, we. Oh my gosh! I literally like thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Oh my gosh! Of course, thank you for having me. Like, oh my god, where I wish I would have had you, like my on my shoulder my whole life, oh. with all of your knowledge. And I hope that this episode, for anyone who is dealing with acne, gives you some sort of relief and knowing that you're not alone, and also that there is. A- there is a light at the end of the tunnel and if you're doing one thing that's not working maybe there's another thing that has to be done and that's when the best thing to do is to go to a professional like Carolyn or an acne specialist someone who knows their shit and also cares about you (laughs) so yeah so where can everyone find you
1: Um, everyone can find me at thecomplexionclub.com at the complexion club on instagram and yeah my personal is carolyn underscore Al salahi i think that's it
0: (laughs) yes for now (laughs) yes for (laughs) now perfect